the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast some clouds, the balance of the afternoon and evening, low 23. May get a little sun tomorrow for a bit, then cloudy in the afternoon. High 36 Thursday, a snow shower too, likely overnight into the early morning hours, then just kind of cloudy the rest of the day. And a high 34. Sixers at Sacramento tonight at 10. Flyers are supposed to be at Washington at 6 this evening, but that has been postponed due to COVID-19 related issues on the Flyers. And in a related piece of news, former Flyer Ron Hextall, the name the general manager of the rival Pittsburgh Penguins. That's kind of weird. I mean, good for him. But after seeing him as a kid grow up and make all kinds of great plays, especially the championship against uh, the Edmonton Oilers, they lost, I think it was four games to three, and he was still named the MVP. He played that well. Seeing him as someone so close to home. Uh, but certainly wish him well. We have a lot of wonderful ministries on the radio station, in case you are not aware, and we encourage you to go to WFIL.com and check out the program guide, uh, guide tab. That will give you insight into what's Aaron when and all that. And in case you had noticed, among other things, we have a brand new program anchoring things in the morning. Starting at 6, it's Alan Jackson Ministries. And... Um, Alan, he's a pastor, World Outreach Church in Tennessee. Mission there is to help people become more devoted followers of Christ and experience him in a transforming, liberating, and hope-filled way. And uh, the program itself aims to take the message of God's Word, not only locally and across the country, but around the globe. You can catch that program again each weekday morning at 6 and uh, check out more details about that program at WFIL.com. We are privileged in just a little bit to have Pastor Jackson join us we love doing this, uh, having folks who are hosts of respective programs so you can get to know them a bit better. Of course, you can listen every day. It's a great idea. Be blessed by the teaching and, and the words that come through the program itself. But if we have the opportunity, schedule permitting, uh, usually on the pastor side because they have plenty of uh, demands going on, we'll make the, we'll make the time. We'll find, we'll find the room. And so we're glad that things have lined up where Pastor Jackson can join us. Uh, before that, we have a quick break to take. also want to spin a song for you in conjunction with a contest that we're doing. I'll explain more about that in just a moment. Listen to Tim DeMoss' show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Thank you for hanging out with us today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 4.08 in the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. 
Uh, we have a contest uh, thing going with the Rewards Club. It's our loyalty listener club and our listener loyalty, whatever. You know, get the idea. It's free to join. Takes a minute or two. Once you're in, you can enter all kinds of different contests. And we really have a lot of them happening. One of them is a new CD by Michael O'Brien, who used to be the lead singer of New Song. Among other things, had a big song Christmas Shoes some years ago. But a lot of other songs in the Christian music world over the years. And then he himself had almost uh, 10 solo CDs, and including this new one called Crown Him. So the CD itself that you could win contains five duets. I think this is really neat. Five duets with Michael's wife and each of his kids, as well as solos and instrumentals. The theme, though, all the same, glorifying Christ. So if you want to enter for that, it's a contest page at WFIL.com that runs through this coming Sunday, Monday, I guess it's Monday. So you still have a little time if you haven't entered yet. But if you if you, you know, get a chance, swing by and do that. There's even a grand prize where you can win five of his CDs. Let's play a song for you from the uh, Crown Hymn CD. This is his take on Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for To trust him more. AM 560, WFIL.com on the app. It's Michael O'Brien's version of Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. You'll find it on his latest CD, Crown Him. We're currently giving that away and qualifying you to win a grand prize featuring five Michael O'Brien CDs, including Crown Him. You can also catch him on the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, which kicks in later on this summer. It's the 28th of August. Through the 4th of September, Alistair Begg, who follows this program at 5 o'clock, will be uh, leading in God's, uh, you know, God's Word there on the, on the trip. Beauty of Alaska, it's a wonderful opportunity. We had Michael on the program earlier in uh, January, and he shared about not only the new CD, but he also shared about the trip. And he's funny, yeah, the way he talks. Mike's a, Mike's, a, Michael's a good guy. I enjoy having him on the program. If you want to get the podcast of that, we're nearly completely caught up in posting all of those at WFIL.com, right on the homepage. The newest one's on top, and you scroll your way backwards in time. And the uh, conversation with Michael, which took a good chunk of the hour, I think it was the 14th of January, if my memory serves me correctly. So, uh, and if you are on that topic, want to have the show kind of come to you, you can just subscribe to the program wherever you get your podcast. Simply subscribe to The Tim DeMoss Show. That's the title of it, wherever you, again, happen to get your podcast. We are pleased now, as mentioning at the top of the show, to uh, have the opportunity to bring in, new to the radio station, we're very glad, weekday mornings at 6, Alan Jackson Ministries, and uh, the host of that program, Pastor Alan Jackson, joining us. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. Welcome to town. Welcome to Philly. It's a privilege to be there. Where do I go to get the best cheesesteak? <laughs> you know, I just had a, an author on a, a book about that, 100 Places to Go in Philadelphia, including cheesesteak locations. So maybe we'll send you a copy of the book. You can look through that. <laughs> so I'll take the book, but send me a cheesesteak. <laughs> you know, I did that once. I had a friendly wager with a DJ in Detroit a long time ago when the Flyers were playing the Red Wings in the Stanley Cup in 1997, and they were going to send me like a train or something or a car. And I lost because the Flyers got swept, and I sent them a cheesesteak and, and foil overnighted a special kind of thing so it'd still be hot when they got it, and a, and a tasty cake, too, and Frank's soda. So that's a Philly thing. <laughs> so well, when I, the Predators and the Flyers make it to the Stanley Cup, we'll do that with some Nashville hot chicken. Oh, that would be great. I'd love that. 
I was what, one, right. I was. Are you a Predators fan? Are a sports fan? In general? Fan. I didn't know much about okay. hockey until the Predators okay. came to town, so I'm still catching up. That's funny. I was at a game years ago with a, a gentleman named John Huey, who's a booking agent, and all the fans when <laughs> when the other team's goalie gave up a goal, you know, do you know what they they go? It's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's like a, it's the way that the fans kind of taunt the goalie. It's interesting stuff. So anyway, oh, John, that's good. <laughs> Do you? Okay. Great guy. Big guy. Um, Absolutely. Well, we're glad to make your acquaintance here in Philadelphia. We have wonderful ministries on the air and yours joining the lineup now at a very important time slot, six uh, weekday morning, 6 a.m. on WFIL. And I wanted to have you on among other things, just so folks could get to know you and, uh, and the radio and certainly the radio ministry part they can hear. But just how, in, in the beginning, how, even how God got a hold of you, so that there is an Alan Jackson who wants to share the Lord with others. Well, that's a good question. Well, it really started when I was a boy. We were, my family attended church, but we weren't Christians. And my mom was diagnosed with a serious cancer, and they said she had six months to live. And so my, my parents were traveling for, to the hospital for radical surgery. My mom prayed that if there was a God before she died, she could know the truth. Wow. She said she wasn't sure there was a God, but she wanted to tell her sons, I've got two brothers, whatever that truth was, to be Catholic or Jewish or Baptist. And They got to the hospital and did a full workup, and the doctor came in a room late one night and said, Ms. Jackson, I don't know what to say to you, but we have x-ray films with all the tumors and the masses, but we can't find them. And a few weeks after that, a Sunday school teacher told my parents how to be born again. And so I came to faith through that doorway that God can change your life. We weren't even Christians, and God intervened on our behalf. And doesn't mean He answers every prayer we pray, or we don't face disappointments or tragedies. But God changes lives, and I think that event has shaped, really, my whole journey as a Christ follower. And so church and ministry and life for me is inviting people to believe that God will make a positive difference in your life. He's not oppressive. He's not going to add rules. He's going to bring freedom and liberties to you that you'd never have apart from Him. Amen. Amen. How old roughly were you when that happened? Do you remember? I do. I was seven when that happened, and my mom is still alive, and she's 85. So the Lord is faithful. Amen. And then the, it was Mayo uh, Clinic where they went, so it wasn't like they went to some country hospital in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad was graduating from vet school, and they flew from where they lived to Mayo Clinic and went through all the departments and did a full workup, and they said, we have real no real explanation. You're just one of those fortunate people we see from time to time. Wow. And so my, we moved to Tennessee then for the Tennessee Walking Horses. My dad was a vet, and we came here, and they opened their home and started a Bible study, and for 12 years they had a Bible study in their home, and out of that this church was born. We just had our 40th anniversary. First weekend we had church, there were 29 people, and now there's more than 15,000 people under the umbrella. But it all real started from a veterinarian opening his home and, and saying to broken people, Jesus loves you. Love that. Pastor Alan Jackson is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. He is a pastor of World Outreach Church in, and I'm going to try and say this right, Murfreesboro. If I say it quickly enough, that's how you do it, Tennessee? You got it. It's a suburb of Nashville. We speak hillbilly. <laughs> well, you know, and we may have traveled some of the same paths. I have two brothers in Chattanooga, and, ah. and they live two houses apart. And then I have another bro- brother, brother Bob, who um, most of his adult life has lived in Nashville, also Colorado, and I worked for family life for a while out in uh, Arkansas. But uh, Nashville. So I used to come to Nashville and broadcast from uh, off Cool Springs Boulevard. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
So well, next time you're here, we'll have to get together. I would love that. I would love that. And then, and then, and just to see the organic nature, that's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, and then how do they go for you from that point? I guess you're watching it happen in your home. So you're learning by observing, which is a great way to learn. Yeah. My parents became Christians and the temperature in our house went down so much. <laughs> As a kid, I walked in the kitchen one day and said, what's happened to you? And they told me they'd ask Jesus to come live in their life heart. And so I, they said, would you like that? I just knelt in the kitchen floor. So my spiritual formation didn't begin inside a church. I was a reluctant recruit to church. I went to college on my way to medical school and was ready to, to launch. I mean, I'd finished the, the pre-med and was ready to go, and I had this sense of being ill at ease. I heard myself saying Christianity was the most important thing in my life, but I was working so hard to be in complete control of my future and my revenue. And, and I didn't have a lot of respect for ministers or church, either one. Hmm. And I had this, and so I spent a summer in the Philippines with some friends doing some ministry, and I realized that God could use your life in some non-traditional ways. So I said, all right, God, I'll do my best to honor you. And I came back and, the, and really just, and I, I started out, I mowed the grass and painted walls and did whatever needed to do to help church, and, and I realized that you could make an impact with your life. So church to me is not about convening formal religious services but it's about helping encourage people to yield their lives more completely to the Lordship of Jesus. And if you'll do that, he keeps opening doors of possibility for you. And so, you know, what began in my parents' transformation has just continued on. And, and now there are generations of people around me that, you know, young and old, that, that keep taking that message. And it's exciting to see what God is doing in this generation. Chatting with Pastor Alan Jackson. You can catch the program uh, weekday mornings at 6 on WFIL. Alan Jackson Ministries, new to the WFIL lineup. Glad to have them anchoring things there. Just take us from that point then, because I guess uh, at what point the, the, the being the pastor became real for you, and then the, the birth of the radio ministry too. Yeah, the, the, my parents started the church. My dad was serving it. So I came back when I finished undergraduate, went to work at the church, did a graduate degree at Vanderbilt, went to Israel, the Hebrew University for a while, came back home, and the church had grown enough. It needed full-time attention, so I kind of took point on that. And I, I kept my head down and served the church for 20 years. I knew God had asked me to be a pastor, and I avoided everything else, to be honest. Hmm. And a few years ago, I was in Jerusalem, and a businessman there called and said, I want to have lunch with you right now. And I went and sat with him, and he said, I've been listening to your ministry on the Internet and you need to share it more broadly than you are. And I said, well, I'm really busy. And he said, I didn't ask you if you were busy. <laughs> Which is not, it's not normal for Jewish businessmen to say to Christian pastors, you need to expand your, your vision a little bit. Yeah. And he said, I have a friend that has a Russian broadcast network. If you'll make the content available, I'll, there, there's an opportunity. And so I said, sure, we started that the next day. And from that, uh, we've just continued to kind of refine the opportunities and recognize that God was inviting us into some broader fields. You know, it took for me, it was a change of heart, because if you came to the church, I felt like I had home field advantage. I could tell the truth. But if we turn on the television camera or a radio microphone, people are listening to you much further away. And it was a gut check. Was I willing to tell the truth to people I, didn't, I wasn't doing life with? And I was reluctant at first to be just candid. I, don't like, I didn't like media ministries. I didn't like TV preachers. Hmm. And I had to humble myself a little bit and say, God, it's not about what I like. It's what we can do for your kingdom. Wow. So. 
I was about as reluctant for that recruitment as I was for my initial recruitment into ministry. Pastor Alan Jackson, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. We'll keep our conversation rolling in a moment. You can, uh, by the way, website-wise, if you want to look into the ministry more, it's alanjackson.com, A-L-L-E-N, jackson.com. Alan is pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Again, the program is weekday morning, 6 to 6.30 on WFIL. Quick break. We'll keep our conversation rolling in a second on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 426 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening in. Low of 23 for this evening with some clouds, a little sun. Uh, tomorrow morning, cloudy in the afternoon, a high of 36. Thursday, looks like a snow shower to overnight or in the morning. And then just kind of clouded the balance of the day Thursday with a high of 34. Sixers in Sacramento, 10 o'clock tonight. Flyers were supposed to be at Washington at 6, but that has been postponed due to some COVID-19 issues with the Flyers. And former Flyer Ron Hextall, one of their greatest players ever, goaltender, uh, now became the uh, GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He did that for the Flyers for a while because with the LA Kings for a long time. And now moves on to Pittsburgh. We uh, keep our conversation rolling with Pastor Alan Jackson from uh, World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And you'll know him as the the new kid in the block, if you will, 6 a.m. each weekday morning. Glad to have the program Alan Jackson Ministries on the radio station. Uh, Most of my, uh, by the way, and again, the website I mentioned before the break, alanjackson.com, A-L-L-E-N, jackson.com. You'll find books, Pastor Jackson's written, a lot of other resources too. Uh, I say that because most of the radio life I've had that the Lord's allowed me to do has been in music radio. And at one point, Michael W. Smith, uh, a long time ago, had an interview with him. And he said, for a lot of years, music was you know, his, his, his thing, that's what he was doing. But as time wore on, a lot of other things kind of came into the picture, including doing interviews, of course, concerts, and then just a lot of tugs on his time. And, um, and he said that kind of as when the time I was talking to him, it was like, I, I got 5% of my time now is the music and 95% is everything else. Uh, as the ministry has grown for you, Pastor Jackson, how have you been able to, uh, you know, keep that balance and keep the main thing, the main thing? That's a really insightful question, and Michael does a beautiful job with that. He's kept his heart in a great place. He lives not too far from us. So. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's an ongoing challenge, and that really has, I mean, the media is a part of that, but that's true in a church as well. You know, I learned early on, you, you have to, if you're going to continue to serve the Lord, you have to continue to learn to subjugate your ego. And when the church is small, you're the only answer person in the church. So if the baby won't nurse, the mother calls and asks pastor. <laughs> If their senior parents need a place in a nursing home, they call and ask the pastor. So you're the only answer person there. And if if you really want the ministry to grow and expand its effectiveness, you have to bring people around that are smarter than you. And you have to be willing to subject your ego to let other people be a resource for answers and help and to strengthen the community of believers you're serving. And you have to have increasing clarity on what your contribution is. I still do weddings and funerals in the church. I still lead small groups. I'm not out of ministry. I'm as engaged as I've ever been. But there's a whole team of people here that have expertise that I don't have. We have people now that have expertise on early elementary children that is beyond anything I'll ever know, so they can help families that have children in that age bracket. 
And the same thing is true in media. I have friends like you that know far more about radio than I do. We can spend a few minutes together, and I can share a bit of my God story, and we can both walk away with some new strength. And so I've discovered that if I'm willing to keep humbling myself and realizing there are smarter people than I am, but I can share the component that God has given to me and those gifts he's given to me, that the body of Christ is strengthened. So I just keep trying to find smarter friends. (laughs) I love that. I really do. I think that's fantastic. Uh, Folks just tuning in. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. Uh, Pastor Alan Jackson is our guest. He's pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And uh, alanjackson.com is the website. You can catch a program new to the WFIL lineup uh, weekday mornings at 6. What What is your approach or mindset as you go to preach? And I'll give you one quick example. We have several pastors, and one of our most senior pastors, uh, who's semi-retired now, he said, Tim, I never I never do a sermon that assumes that everyone in the room gets it. Um, I've had friends tell me I feel I, I want to come, but I feel like I, I'm 10 years behind. Like other people know more than I do. And so sometimes I feel like I feel the odd man out and I don't want to show up when you're referencing things I've never heard of. And so he said at least a part of his sermon makes make sure that the, the person who's just walked in for the first time doesn't feel like they're speaking a completely different language. That's just one thing that's important to him. I don't know if you have things in your uh, as you preach and as you seek to minister – that, that keep coming back for you, you want to make sure you're doing? Hmm. I like your friend's wisdom. <laughs> well, I think first and foremost, you know, I, I'm conscious that uh, my goal isn't to try to convince the, anybody I'm smart. Our, our goal is to get to know the Lord better. In fact, I find that I'm a more effective leader if people listen to me and they think, you know, he's not very far ahead of me. Because <laughs> if they feel like you're just a half a step ahead of them, they'll usually take that half a step to catch up. And while they're moving, I'll take another half step. And before long, we've traveled the journey together. Hmm. And so, you know, you, I, can always, I tell the church, you always know I don't know what I'm talking about when I use big words. Because <laughs> if it's something I understand, I can explain it to a third grader. Yeah. And ministry to me, you know, when I, when I think about the congregation, it's, I, I grew up in a rural setting, and it feels like uh, I, I used to take care of horses or I had gardens I was responsible for. So it feels like I'm tending a garden. And, you, you know, the, the, what's needed changes from day to day. Some days it needs more moisture. Some days you need to, to pull the weeds. Some days you need to stake up the vines because the fruit's getting so heavy. And our, our lives are constantly changing. And we need to have a God perspective that gives us strength in the day. I think it's destructive to tell people that one or two God experiences define your whole life. I believe in being born again. I believe in being baptized in water. But I believe we have to continue to grow day after day. And I love making that journey with people and talking to, you know, what are you learning now? What's God, what's he doing in your life now? What are the challenges you have today? And how do you need to know God in a new way today? I don't want to have an argument about healing. You call me when you're sick and you won't want to argue. We'll just pray together. And so I'm pretty hard to draw into an argument about theological nuance. If if we can disagree on something and we can both still go to heaven, I will extend a hand of fellowship. It doesn't mean I'm soft on sin. It just means I don't want to spend my life in a theological debate. I love helping see people gain momentum in knowing the Lord better. Amen. Our nation is so divided, yeah. and the Church has a role to bring healing, but not by capitulating to ungodliness or wickedness, by understanding the truths that we hold that cannot be negotiated away and those that we don't have to hold sacred. The translation of the Bible, I prefer, is not something I want to divide the body of Christ over. The uniqueness of Jesus, absolutely. 
And I think the church can do a better job of understanding what's non-negotiable and what we can negotiate. You know, it's funny you mentioned the the, the phrase, and I want to, on that note, in a second, ask you about God Bless America again, the, the newest book I think you have out now. But uh, you just you've referenced something that no one I've ever talked to before said the same way when you're talking to the congregation about being a half a step ahead. Uh, I've once in a while suggested to friends of mine who are not believers, and in general, I, I would hope that the God that I believe in is much more than a half a step or two steps ahead. When you're wrestling with understanding God, like if God really was that close, he really wouldn't be much of a God. If I if I just had a few more facts, I could kind of get it all. Don't you want a God who's so much beyond you when you think about it rather than a, an attainable quick, you know, so you get your mind around him. That, that's an interesting phrase that you use there. So anyway, I just thought. Yeah, when it that. comes to the Lord, I'm definitely content to, to walk forward on a need to know basis. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, and share, share about the book that you mentioned about the country. Uh, God bless America again. Uh, bound, tra- bound transcripts. And just share about that a little bit, that series. Yeah, some of the team with me came and said, you know, there's this series of sermons you did on faith and history, and we think it would be beneficial. So I really had a lot of help in pulling that together, but it came from some sermons. The idea is pretty simple, a casual read of American history, and it's unmistakable that there have been multiple times when the Spirit of God has moved across our nation, the First Great Awakening, you know, principally in New England, and it really prepared the the mindset and the hearts of the people and the character formation that allowed the Declaration of Independence to emerge. The Second Great Awakening in the first part of the 19th century really did something similar to give us the strength of will to be able to step into the Civil War and see slavery abolished. But on multiple occasions, the Spirit of God has moved in our nation not because we wanted religious fervency, but because we had drifted away from our centered focus on the goodness and grace of God. And it gives me hope for the season we're in, because we need a recentering. We need our compass again to be directed towards a, a biblical worldview. But God has done it multiple times in our national history, not just in our biblical history, but in our national history. So I think it's a season of tremendous hope. And for the Christ followers, we have to look not at the darkness and the depth of what's happening around us, but I think we have to look with hope towards the cross and the mercy and the grace of God in calling his people. I don't think the problems we face as a nation are the result of the depth of the wickedness in our nation. I think it's the indifference of the faithful that is our real problem. And so I'm excited about what's ahead of us. I think God's calling his church and purifying a people to make a difference in the world. Alan Jackson, our guest, pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and host of the program, preaching each weekday morning, 6 till just about 6.30, with Alan Jackson Ministries on WFIL, new to the lineup. You can find out more about the ministry simply going to alanjackson.com. It's spelled A-L-L-E-N, jackson.com. Take a quick break. Keep our conversation rolling with Pastor Alan Jackson. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 440 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in today. Before the break, uh, chatting with Pastor Alan Jackson. If you're just tuning in, uh, Alan Jackson Ministries program is new to the WFIL lineup. Starts at uh, 6 a.m. each weekday. 
check that out. Get off to a good start. You can find out more about the ministry online, alanjackson.com, A-L-L-E-N, jackson.com. And you can also find out more about the ministry through WFL's program guide, simply by going to WFIL.com. But before the break, Pastor Jackson, talking about things God's up to, including on a national level and and how God's going to use his people. And I, I wanted to say that we talk about that in as much as that we can have um, a role in that by training our children in God's ways, right? And we can't force things, but we want to teach them. And and God willing, they will take hold of that. And we emphasize that. You guys, so we have five kids, so you you have to make this um, decision for yourself. It does, You don't just get it because we're in the same family. You, you need to grab a hold of it and, uh, and make that decision. So anyhow, we, we, as far as it depends on us, if nothing else, we're a speed bump, right? We want to keep, keep the ball rolling. I think you're so wise in doing that with your children. You're right. It only takes three generations to lose an idea. Things that we think could never be lost. You know, I, my, when I was in college, I had a black rotary dial phone. Two thirds of the staff that works with me has never seen one of those. <laughs> yeah. You know, my grandfather and the apostle Paul shared the same type of land transportation. They rode a horse for thousands of years. You know, if you knew went from one place to another, you knew how to saddle and bridle a horse. And I suspect 90% of the people listening to us today couldn't do that unless they could get a YouTube video. Yeah, (laughs) right. And the same is true of our faith. It's not just about our children. It's about the young people around us and the generations behind us. And it's not just the small children learning their faith. It's, you know, the Bible talks about young women learning from the older women and young men learning from the older men. And it's of critical importance. We want to gather intergenerationally because we learn so much from one another. And we have lost sight of that, unfortunately, in too many ways. But, and that's available to everybody. You don't need a theology degree to share the lessons you learned from your grandmother. And if we'll attach a little value to those, it'll change our life and it will, it will empower our churches. It's very interesting you say that. Folks just tuning in, Pastor Alan Jackson's our guest. Alan Jackson Ministries is the program weekdays at 6 on WFIL, weekday mornings. My wife uh, said to me some years ago how she wanted to seek out. She looked around our church, and she said we were in our we're in our late 40s, early 50s now. By the time we were in our, I guess, 30s. And she said, you know, there are a lot of women in this church. I, I admire her. Like, I want to talk to her and learn from her, even though the person in question, there were a couple of these women who didn't hold a, a role, an official role of any sort. But just I want to go seek her out because I bet she's got a lot to tell me. She's got four kids like we do or, you know, knows more than I do. Let me like just sit at her feet. And so to your point of what you just said, so people can feel like I can be involved. I don't have to officially be somewhere. I can be a blessing to others right where I am. Absolutely. Your God story is the most powerful tool in your spiritual toolkit because people may not agree with it, but they can't refute it. It's your story. You know, I tell people how my mom was healed, and I say, I don't believe in healing. And I go, well, I'm okay, <laughs> yeah. but my mom's still here. Yeah. I'm not really having a debate. And everybody has a God story. You can tell what Jesus has done in your life, the places you've been forgiven and you've learned to forgive, the places you've been broken and God's brought has brought healing. And, and if, you'll, if you have the courage and the boldness to do that, God will put people in your path. Standing firm, finding courage in the Word of God. And Intentional Faith, Aligning Your Life with the Heart of God. A couple of the books that jumped off the website when I was reading through it, alanjackson.com. Can you take a second on each of those two? Sure. Standing Firm is a daily devotional. 
really just intended to be a part of your daily spiritual prep. You know, the same way we practice some personal hygiene before we go out into the world, we need a little spiritual hygiene every day. And that's just intended to be a resource. They're not long. It's about a two- or three-minute read. It'll give you a verse, a scripture, a prayer, and then a little thought for the day to help give you a little momentum some days. Intentional faith is a little larger than that. Um, it, it really is to help you imagine a, a process to let your faith grow. You know, there's very few things we will accomplish if we don't intend to do it. Hmm. And you'll never grow up in the Lord by accident. I hear people say to me a lot, you know, I'll do whatever God wants me to do. Well, if you hold that attitude, there's a high degree of probability you'll go to hell. Because unless you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you won't be saved. You have to actually do something. And so I put that book together for our congregation to give them kind of a runway to take 100 days and put these 10 statements of intent into play in their life to help them develop some spiritual stability. And then we created 100 days of faith videos to go along with it. Uh, that's free. You can just go to the website and sign up for it. It'll drop in your inbox every morning, and I'll do a little two- or three-minute video to walk along with the book. And so basically it's like you get a spiritual life coach for 100 days, and you come out at the end of 100 days, and then you've got a pattern that you could repeat or share with somebody else. Good stuff. Uh, AlanJackson.com is the, is the site for that. Uh, and, and you don't have to go into this necessarily, but there are, I noticed also, which was an encouragement, there's a, Today I Will, 30 Days of Prayer, and Let's Pray, Experience the Hope of God. And just the fact that there are books on prayer, uh, you know, you're not getting anywhere without that. <laughs> so I'm glad that, that that's obviously important to you. No, prayer is the engine of the whole thing. You know, we have people in our we have people that come to our our church and pray four and five hours every day in groups. The the effectiveness of our lives, of seeing our dreams take shape, of overcoming the obstacles we have, is all grounded in how we pray. And that that whole let's pray notion has really been a breakthrough idea for us. Prayer isn't something that you have to be a professional Christian for. When somebody shares with you that they have a problem, simply look at them and say, "Let's pray," and then offer a one sentence prayer. Lord, help my friend today. They've got a lot of pain in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. And then move on. Don't wait for them to respond. Don't wait for them to tell you what they felt. Just invite God into the situation. If everybody listening to us would take a let's pray moment with one person in their day every day, it would impact your city in a, in a month. And it, it's a wonderful... I've watched our congregation impact our city. Obviously, it's a much smaller place than Philly. But empowering the people to say let's pray and taking out of the church service or taking out of some formal theological framework or some tone of voice and just inviting God into the midst of people's lives. It's amazing what God will do. Alan Jackson, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, we'll take our final break and then conclude our conversation. Maybe slip another thing or two before we wrap up our program today. You listen to AM560, WFIL.com, and the app. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.50 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Pastor Alan Jackson from World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and host of the program each weekday morning, Alan Jackson Ministries, new to the WFIL lineup at 6 a.m. Kind enough to hang out with us today. Is there a life verse or two? As we wrap up our chat a little bit here, just a couple quick things. Um, you often find yourself going back to frequently, scripture-wise? That's a really good question. I have a hero in my Bible, more than a verse, in the book of Daniel. When we meet Daniel, he's a slave in Babylon. 
Jerusalem's destroyed, his national home is destroyed. He has every reason to be bitter and angry and filled with hate. It's most probable he's in the he's in the service of the king. He's in the, he's a courtier, and it's most probable he's a eunuch in order to serve in that position. He climbs over all those barriers when we meet him, and he's saying to the person responsible for his well-being, I need to keep kosher. I need to keep the dietary rules. Will you allow me to do that? He wants to honor God even with what he puts on his fork. And I think about that, and I think of all the injustices that happen in our lives and the things that are unfair and all the pain. We can climb over those and say, God, I want to honor you. And because of that, if you read on in Daniel, multiple times God sends angels to him that say, you are highly esteemed by God. Not because his life was easy, not because his circumstances were perfect, quite the opposite. Daniel lives his whole life as a slave. But he's highly esteemed by God. And for me, that's become a life message, that it's not the ease of my life or the lack of disappointment. But if I will keep overcoming the hurts and the brokenness, God will bring a value to my life that transcends my circumstances. And I believe that's true for anybody that's listening. The failures of your life or the evil that touches your life doesn't have the power to define your future if you'll keep saying yes to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, and I, I had one other question that kind of you already started answering, and maybe I'll just throw it to you this way. As you look back at your life and you see God's work from when you were a young boy till now, and there are all kinds of folks who listen to radio. It's one of the beauties of it that people can investigate the faith and think about it in the privacy of their cars or their homes without even going into a church. And uh, and we have a lot of folks we know who listen who aren't believers, and they're considering. What might you share just as you look at the landscape of your life about why to move forward, why to give God uh, you know, invite him in. Why to, when he's knocking on the door to say, all right, I'm going to open up. I'm going to, like your mom said when she was very sick, uh, show me, show me who you are. Yeah. I think one of the, the, the biggest deceptions that I have had to overcome and still do maybe is the notion that if you serving the Lord is a limit, that it means you have to give something up and it's going to put a ceiling on your life and you're going to be robbed of something, pleasure or opportunity or, and that is a lie. It's a tremendous deception. There is nothing I have ever yielded to the Lordship of Jesus of Nazareth that hasn't come back to me better. Jesus will not diminish your life. He will expand it. And wherever you are locked in a debate with him, because we usually have those debates, I don't want to relinquish this, or I don't want to stop this, or I don't want to take this step of obedience. Wherever you will yield to his invitation, your life will become, you'll find more freedom, you'll find more fulfillment, you'll find more hope. I'm amazed. God will be no person's debtor. Anything you invest or yield to him, he will multiply. I, I love what you said because it's so true. It's a human heart to think we're missing something. And I'm glad, yeah. that, I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm, I know we've, we've had plenty of time together. Can I ask you how people can pray for you so they can keep that in mind uh, long after they hear our conversation? Absolutely. There's in, in James chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, if you lack wisdom, you can ask of God. And I, I would covet any prayer that I would have God's wisdom, because we're living in turbulent, transformational times, and we don't want to respond from our smarts or our education or our experience. We need God's wisdom. So I covet those prayers. Amen. Pastor Jackson, thank you so much for taking time. Thank you, Tim. I, I'm so grateful for what you're doing there in the city. I've had friends in Philadelphia for a long time, so it's a place special to me. Do you ever get up this way? If you do, I'll buy you the cheesesteak. Fair? It'd be an honor. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> All right. God bless you, Pastor Jackson. Have a great rest of your day. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Pastor Alan Jackson, alanjackson.com. We can learn more about the ministry, A-L-L-E-N, jackson.com. And you can catch the program each weekday morning, Alan Jackson Ministries, at 6 on WFIL. Very privileged to have that opportunity to have Pastor Jackson on. We should uh, have the podcast set up on our site in the next hour or two, just so you can uh, listen further in the future. We try to make that uh, the case. We fell behind a bit for a while, and now we're back up to speed. want to end the program uh, today the way we kind of started, with a song by Michael O'Brien, a different song. We're giving away his new CD, Crown Him. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we think the program, we're going to give that away through like next Monday, but actually it's, I believe, all month you can win Michael's CD, Crown Him. So get entered at WFL.com. You also qualify for a grand prize featuring five Michael O'Brien CDs, including one I want to bring to your attention. It's called Something About Us. It's kind of a love song CD that Michael wrote for his wife, which is part of their uh, amazing story as a, as a couple and some redemption that God's brought into their lives. Mm-hmm. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. Michael O'Brien, Lo-Fat Latte, from his Something About Us CD, which is part of the grand prize. In our Michael O'Brien contest, you can win, or you want to pick it up in time for Valentine's Day, you can certainly do that. Details in the contest at WFIL.com on the contest page. Crown Hymns, the CD you can win, is newest. And Something About Us, which has this song, is part of the grand prize. Thanks for listening in. Look forward to doing it up again tomorrow. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a wonderful evening, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.